When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. My talkers, it's Tuesday, October 6th. It's a little nice right now. The sun is out. Rain's coming later, but no worries. We've got an hour of fun ahead with you for you guys here. Study of Duds coming up. We've got the Dirt Alert with Holly, which is going to have some juicy news about the more recent Joan Rivers movie. But more importantly... Brittany is in for us today. It's Brittany, which came on a broomstick, and I'll leave on a broomstick. Ah, well, Hollywood is doing a couple of uh, amazing things today. First of all, don't you love it when famous rich people strip down to their underwear for a good cause? I love it. Yeah. Good cause or not. I love, show me the skin. Show me the skin. <laughs> Throughout October, A-listers have been stripping down to uh, their undies doing selfies. It's for Breast Cancer Awareness Month. And it's for um, Kits to Kick Cancer. So today's latest. So far, we've had Riley Keough, who's playing Daisy Jones. In the book being brought to a, a, a TV series, Daisy Jones and the Six, also Elvis's granddaughter. Mm-hmm. We've seen Katy Perry. And today we get Kate, Kate Hudson. And she's giving me photo ideas. It's a bra and underwear from the side holding up her leg with a with a sexy white boot on. Oh, there you go. So anyway, that's posted for your Enjoyment. Uh, enjoyment. Yes. We've also posted, we have not seen Sandra Bullock in a movie since the Bird Box on Netflix, which everybody watched. We all had to. We all had it. to watch it. It was, it was part a of our weekend. It was part of, wasn't it during quarantine? No. It was before that? It was no, right before. 20, oh, wild. Yeah, yeah. And it's funny because we all had to watch it. And I thought it was because it was like the Tiger King that we like no. all were sent to our room to watch it. Everybody watched it. That was based on a book. The word of mouth on that just spread. It was yeah. great, great. Uh, great movie, great book. It was book. so fun. So she is starring in, um, uh, we're going to see this movie. It's going to come out November 24th, so Thanksgiving weekend. And it will start streaming like three weeks later. It's called The Unforgivable. So we've posted the trailer. And Netflix really has a big lineup of new fall movies. I mean, in the opening episode of the it's back for its 11 seasons curb your enthusiasm mm-hmm. larry david goes to netflix <laughs> yes. in hollywood did you see how big that bill i have no and reason that, to believe that's not the real place it's gotta be i mean it's just gigantic yeah, it that was, was massive. a very funny first episode <laughs> yeah did not disappoint for did sure. not disappoint anyway so here's what netflix so not only do they have the unforgivable but 
The Power of the Dog, which is supposed to be really great. Benedict Cumberbatch, Aww. kind of a ranching yeah, yeah, yeah. situation. The Harder They Fall is another movie. And The Lost Daughter, which Jake Gyllenhaal's sister, Maggie, uh, directed. And I love her. Love her. Yeah. Did you see Deuce? Did you watch Deuce? I watched, I think the, f- the Deuce. I think I stopped after the first season, but I enjoyed her a lot in that. That was a good show. It was good. And I yeah. don't know why I didn't continue it. Yeah, HBO and there might have been a delay, but yeah. that's, that's kind of a good, you know, show showing early, it's late 60s, early 70s. It's so beautifully good. gritty. It's very gritty. So gorgeous. So the Lost Daughter. So joining this whole pack, Netflix slate and all these movies are opening theaters, then like going to stream three weeks later on Netflix. Um, so Sandra Bullock plays an ex-con hoping for redemption after being released from behind bars. Yeah. And it's based on a 2009 British miniseries called Unforgiven. And here's the official synopsis. Released from prison after serving a sentence for a violent crime, Ruth Slater, Sandra Bullock, re-enters a society that refuses to forgive her past, facing severe judgment from the place she once called home. Her only hope for redemption is finding the estranged sister she was forced to leave behind. So that is uh, finding out the background of the story of why she did what she did is the whodunit of this movie. It's It's a murder mystery with a complex character drama. I mean, it's hard to think about Sandra Bullock being able to look like, you yeah. know. But when you but look at the trailer. she does a good job. Uh-huh. She does a good job. Of going gritty. Going gritty. Okay, now there's been some new news. I mean, like every, there's been so much news coming out about this um, movie um, where the cinematographer, uh, Helena Hutchins, was killed oh. by... Oh. What they call a prop gun, but was a real gun, and it was a real gun that had a real bullet in it. We've got CBS um, this morning just giving us a recap of sort of where they are in the investigation. How did Alec Baldwin have a gun that had a live bullet in it when that's not even supposed to be anywhere near? Yeah. Well, we've got some more information. Good morning. We've learned that deputies found ammunition on the set. Court documents say they found loose ammo, ammo in boxes, even some in a fanny pack. But we don't know what type of ammunition. And now some of the entertainment industry are saying it's time to stop filming with real weapons. Knock yourself out. Yes, sir. ABC's cop drama, The Rookie, announced it will stop filming with live guns immediately following the death of Helena Hutchins on the set of Rust last week. Now, others in entertainment are demanding similar action, including Shannon Lee, the daughter of Hollywood icon Bruce Lee and sister of Brandon Lee, gentlemen, who was killed by a prop gun on the set of The Crow in 1993. When you heard about what happened, what did it bring you back to? It's just such a maddening thing to have happened, you know, because it's tragic and it's horrible, and yet it, it didn't need to happen. Dutch Merrick, an armorer and prop master with 25 years of experience, says industry regulations on firearms are supposed to keep sets safe. So over 100 years, 
firearms use in motion picture and television has actually gotten safer and safer. Merrick says if the testimony described in affidavits is correct, particularly if the assistant director, Dave Halls, handled the gun instead of the armorer, it suggests Hollywood rules were not being followed. CBS News has learned Halls was fired from a movie in 2019 after a gun unexpectedly went off on set. What? According to reports, that gun had been declared cold, meaning unable to fire. Court documents say Halls allegedly shouted cold gun upon giving the prop gun to Baldwin on the set of Rust. Ultimately, Merrick says, that shooting should never have been allowed to happen. Anything in the normal chain of operations that we do day in and day out in Hollywood would have prevented that. Of course, this movie was being filmed in Santa Fe. This guy, this uh, assistant director, man, people are coming out of the woodwork about this David Halls guy. Because (laughs) when he was fired from this movie called Freedom's Path in 2019, a gun went off accidentally. A crew member was shot. And... um, Pyrotechnicians and prop masters have come out of the woodwork to talk about how flippant this Dave Hall was about gun safety. Yeah. And um, others who worked with him on a movie called Darling in 2019 said he was just barbaric to anybody who's a junior crew member. And uh, he was routinely admonished on this movie Freedom's Path to that he would dismiss actors without returning the weapons. And so people are trying to figure out, well, investigators have found that, um, so not only did the gun, did they have two misfires on the Saturday before this happened? Yeah. The crew in an affidavit, the, the detectives took, apparently they were using some members of the crew were using the gun Baldwin was using, and they were um, plinking. They had live ammunition, and they were plinking. You know, that is... No. When you set up the glass bottles oh, or cans, okay. and you just fire at them. They were doing that on the set. What? With live ammunition. What? Yeah. I mean, this is wild. I I can't even wrap my head around it. I, the... Uh... And and detectives found loose ammunition on the set. That's so wild to me. I mean, mm-hmm. I I spent one year of my life when I was deployed constantly with a rifle. And yeah. the lengths the military goes, we have so many protocols to make sure you're safe. You're constantly, um, you know, using you know this a clearing barrel. You're constantly showing, you know, you're clearing your weapon when you go in and out of base. And so the flippancy, like the the casualness, this guy was it, that personality of being like, I'm too big for the rules. I'm fine. Hand me the gun. I'm going to bring it. I'm going to this and that. I mean, it makes you irate. Yeah. And, and apparently one of the uh, other camera guys, um, he was one of the first people to give a, a report. His name. Uh, anyway, he he gave a scathing interview where he basically also called out the fact that this 24-year-old armorer, this gal who's the daughter of kind of a legend Hollywood armorer, that she didn't know what she was doing. There were too many guns. There were too many scenes with guns. She was in over her head is basically what he he alluded to. How how sad. You think... You think there's like all these organ, you know, these like things set in place, 
And to know that somebody died over this mm-hmm. is like, I mean, it's just heartbreaking. Yeah. I, I, um, it's wild too. We're at a place where we can't have replicas of guns and movies that just look real well, enough. It's in the story that CBS showed, they showed mayor of East town. Yeah. And they, the, they had like whoever the director was that all of that gun, yeah. the gun stuff that happened in that was all CGI. Yeah, I'll post. And no, never was there and no taken one out knew of any the, different. No, no of one course knew any they didn't. So, of course they didn't. So, uh, you know, anyway, it just sounds like I mean that the fact that they were plinking and using live ammunition lot. on the set. There's a lot of things there. A lot of bad red, red red flags. And then just my last thing to leave you with, if if you want to go see Dune, this might be considered a spoil, spoiler, so I'll just tell you right now. But you know how in all the trailers you feel like there's so much Zendaya. Breaking up with that roommate that never washed the dish. There's so much Zendaya. There's seven minutes of Zendaya in the whole two, no. No, two and a half hour movie. Yeah, that's right. Oh, that's kind of what I was. I mean, with I was really looking forward to her Seven being a, a part half of half minute, that and she's it. doing all the press. The credits yeah. are longer than her Those time scenes. on screen. That's not a spoiler. That's a bummer, right there. That's yeah, a heads up. Yeah, I know. And Timothy Chalamet broke the news that there's a second Dune coming. Okay, they've probably already filmed it. Don't you think? Yeah, I've oh, at least parts of it. Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, when we come back, it's time for the dirt alert. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. Hey! Happy Tuesday! Yes. It is Tuesday. The last time I it was Tuesday, I thought it was Monday. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Those, I know. They'll get you every time. <laughs> it sure does. Hey, let's talk a little TV news this afternoon. The Joan Rivers biopic series at Showtime is not moving forward. No. No. Why? Well, you guys kind of called it when we first started talking about this. So Catherine Hahn was set to executive produce and star in The Comeback Girl, which was a series based on the life of Joan Rivers. Well, oops, they forgot to get the life rights to Joan Rivers. From Melissa. From Melissa. Melissa was so suspiciously absent from that whole news story exactly because well we know through years of experience essentially that melissa rivers is very close to her mother joan rivers and was producing a lot of those red carpet shows and doing stuff behind yes, the scenes she was she so, produced the car the fashion police yes that's right over on e mm-hmm. so the fact that melissa rivers wasn't saying anything kind of gave it away mm. she owns the life rights to joan rivers the producers had not secured these now they could have moved forward and gone ahead with an unauthorized biography of Joan Rivers' we life. We already have that. It's called Hacks, and yeah. it's brilliant. Oh, and it's amazing. Gene's <laughs> it's amazing. Smart. Yes, it is. <laughs> you can't trump that. So you couldn't have used any of Joan Rivers' jokes, mm. catchphrases, and, you know, you would have made the estate of Joan Rivers mad. I, I don't know why they wouldn't have uh, approached Melissa. I mean, maybe they did. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. 
Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Ed, maybe they just thought, and then somebody said, well, aren't you basically, is, wouldn't that be hacks? If you don't have Joan Rivers yeah. rights, then aren't you just recreating hacks? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, it seems like one of these things where in Hollywood, okay, we've got this project. We're going to announce it and we're going to put it in the trades. Mm-hmm. And then by doing that, we're going to will it into being. Yeah. And yeah. then we'll be able to secure and cross the T's right. and dot the lowercase J's at a later time. But if we put it out in the universe, mm. then, of course, people are going to want to see this. And we were all excited when this was announced. Oh, very it's, much so. Yeah, it seems like a missed opportunity that they're not going this route because I can't imagine it being done Maybe, better. Yeah, but, but Melissa, if you don't have if Melissa didn't like the script. Yeah. Yeah. Now, a spokesperson for Melissa Rivers told Variety that there are no plans to make any kind of Joan yeah, Rivers maybe biography. Maybe she's not ready to do that. I mean, Joan hasn't been gone that long. Yeah. She would have still been alive, you guys. She would still be hosting Fashion Police, honestly. And she would have been tight, literally and figuratively. Yeah. I mean, I feel like <laughs> she's going to be, you know, like Joan Rivers just kind of had that she was going to live to be in her late 80s, early 90s. She just had that vibe yeah. about her. Oh, absolutely. You know, if you watch a piece of work, the Joan Rivers so good. documentary, if you haven't seen it, go find it. Mm-hmm. Surely it's streaming somewhere. That will give you such precious insight into what a comedic genius Joan Rivers was. I mean, the woman had her jokes in file cards in a giant cabinet yeah. from her whole life. It's kind of incredible. It really is. Yeah, it's- And she was... I mean, her vices were plastic surgery, great jewelry and coats. And I mean, you know, she wasn't yeah. a big a smoker. Or, I mean, she was a healthy living woman. Yeah. And she's happy. And she sunk all her money into Park Avenue real estate. I know. No oh, my gosh. It was just beautiful. Well, I don't know what you guys are doing July 1st and July 2nd next summer of 2022. Are we going to be buying tickets after you tell us this? Yes, you are. Okay. I think that you guys are going to be taking a trip to London because Anel, Adele, excuse me, announced pre-sale tickets for a set of Hyde Park concerts July 1st and July 2nd. Oh, my. Wow. Yeah. So she's already Googling over here. She's on the computer. (laughs) How to get tickets. Yeah. You know, and doing the London Hyde Park concerts, that's reserved for blockbuster performers. People who've done these kind of concerts before include the Rolling Stones, Queen, Elton John, Blur, and Adele is joining them. So uh, pre-sales Adele.com. So you can sign up for the pre-sale. Uh, you know, and I wish you the best of luck in securing those tickets. <laughs> if you're American Express member, though, you, you've got early access. But I don't know, Holly, do you think that would be a good place to see a concert? Or is that like seeing a concert in Central Park? Well, I think it's probably like seeing it in Central Park. Yeah. You know, it, it's, I almost feel like I could pass. Sure. It's the vibe. Her album is out November 19th. So I do love that she went oi, oi, oi to announce it. Oh, yeah. Get, no. get, oi! Oi, oi, oi! Adele. So if you're interested, 
that is an option for you next summer. Okay. Uh, I love that Page Six has reached out to a hair expert to deconstruct Angelina Jolie's hair extension. Well, I'm faux sorry. Pas. That hairdresser did her dirty. That was so bad. Oh, yeah. So if you haven't seen the pictures, this was from the Eternals premiere at the Rome Film Festival. Angelina Jolie just looking like a vision in a Versace silver oh, gown. That, that dress looked like it was sculpted to her body. Of course, it was custom. So that was looked like it was painted on her. It was so perfectly super power and Hollywood glamour. Oh yeah, it was it was lovely. It's on the show links page yesterday, but there was a problem. The hair extensions that Angelina Jolie was wearing, well, they weren't quite mm, red carpet ready. Oh. It looks like something I would put in my hair trying to experiment <laughs> in the bathroom. Yeah. And then I'd walk out of the house and be like, hey, guys. Yeah, I it looks hair. like somebody and they didn't even match. And it was two different lengths. And you know, know what's weird is I never I know Angelina has used hair pieces and stuff before for some. But I never think of her as a ha- a hair gal. Oh, because her hair has essentially stayed the, the same, same for the past 20 years. Yeah. Sometimes she changes her part. Sometimes she, she changes. bangs. Sometimes she has bangs. Sometimes she has highlights. But it's yeah. all within this family yeah, of hairstyles. Right. And all of a sudden, somebody just clipped in. I mean. I know. Wow. Well, they talked. Page six talked to a celebrity extension expert named Priscilla. And she says that Angelina Jolie's beauty blunder stem from improper extension density. And placement. Yeah, no, mm. she, she. somebody knew that never did it, and uh, neither the girls, they were so busy because they went on the red carpet, they didn't check the back of their mom's hair. Yeah, so Priscilla says is that there's not enough extensions, and they're not high up. No, they're like, they were attached to like the, like her. They're holding uh, on for dear By life. the back of her <laughs> neck, like down there instead like, of to the crown of her head. They're like that kid on the, yeah. when you're tubing, it's just like yeah. still holding on and you're shocked at it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was the noise of Angelina Jolie. She's hair on the <laughs> Rome red carpet. Well, she should Eternals. be more worried about Johnny Alensky from the New York Post who described her Athena as having the personality of a bar of soap and an accent that suggests her semester abroad in London was the best four months of her life. Oh, oh snap. Nothing's worse is if a foreign exchange student comes back yeah. and they acquire an accent. Yeah, and then they start calling the elevator a lift oh. and the apartment a flat. Well, we Madonna did it. Gwyneth Paltrow did it. Oh, yeah. Mozzarella. And you're like, shut mm-hmm. up, Angie. Yeah, yeah, you're like, I'm eating a croissant. Thank yeah. you. Get out of here. But I mean, this is really not a compliment to have no. your acting like into a bar of soap. You know, yeah. honestly, watching the trailer for The Eternals. It looks terrible. I'm not shocked that Angelina Jolie acts like a bar of soap. Yeah. I think there are other people in that movie who are going to carry the film. Yeah. Angelina Jolie is there looking fabulous. We'll just appreciate her red carpet beauty. Yeah, let's do <laughs> that it. That dress, though, that yeah. did that make up for it. That dress is amazing. Yeah. yeah. And thanks for posting the Sandra Bullock. We would never have recognized her. So oh, good. yeah. Great, so yeah. good. Yeah. All, All right. right, thanks, Holly. Bye. On the roads. All right, we'll take a look at the My Talk track. Uh, duh. 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 This duh. is the study duh. of duh, duh. with noted duh. academic duh. journal skimmer duh. Lori. Everybody knows. Uh, yeah, everyone knows that, though. Everybody knows, <laughs> everybody knows that. Everybody knows that. Run. Okay, here's a study of damn duh. Hmm. What you got? Over 99.9% of studies agree 
Humans are causing climate change. Oh, what a twist. M.G. Because, you know, there is... Like who or what to blame, but it's us. Of course, it's the it's people. Us. Duh. Yes, duh. Duh. I mean, not me, but you guys for yeah, sure. Yeah, I'm for in that sure. point, whatever percent. <laughs> mm-hmm. You walked everywhere you go. Yes, no it is. This is interesting, though. This the, the the research from Cornell University. What they did do that is an interesting part of this study is that they studied eighty eight thousand one hundred and twenty five climate related studies Mm -hmm. so that they would have no room for us. So they were looking at everybody who'd done any kind of study and it's, you know, uh, they, they're like, yeah, yeah, it's the people. And so, yeah, they did um, 88,000 climate studies published between 2012 and 2020. Mm -hmm. And, um, and among those, there were some that doubt, you know, that were like, no, people are not taking apart. Yeah. You know, this isn't humans are not causing climate yeah. change anyway. So they just uh, they looked at everything. They got out the whiteboard, basically. And oh no, Yeah, it's us. It's us. You know, it's funny, too, because there'll be arguments people have and they'll say, well, it's the cattle. It's the right. it's the livestock. But it's wild because it's like, whoa, draw the connection. Yeah. Who do you think, What? What? where do you think they come from? I mean, right. cows aren't just ready to multiply like that. You know what I mean? And yeah, then, yeah, yeah. And I'm not saying I don't take part in it. Of course I do. Right. But I'm just saying that there's this idea that if you shift the blame, but then it's like, just just make that connection. Mm-hmm. Of course it's us. Of course, of course it it's us. But it's it's critical to, like, like they wanted to get that out there. Maybe they're getting out there. This was uh, published in Environmental Research, the big... Glasgow, remember Will Steger told us about us last week, I think is starting this week, um, yeah. where all the world leaders are gathering in Scotland. Queen Elizabeth is going. Yeah. And, um, people are like, we've it's red flag time, and now here we go. So, yeah. 27% of uh, U.S. adults believe the scientific community blames human behavior for climate change. I mean... I think blame is a very interesting word. <laughs> Isn't it? Yeah. Well, we are to blame. We are to blame. We are to blame. We'll Damn take it. it. Fine. We are the ones doing all the damage. And as Jane Goodall said on CBS Sunday morning, even you can just do one thing. You know, if you're a good recycler, you're conscientious about how many plastic bags you use. Yeah. You switch to uh, aluminum bottles. She said there's many little differences ever she was as inspirational to me as well steger when i watched nice. her on uh, sunday morning i love that i and, love jane goodall and for me going to high-end consignment is my version of giving back so sorry justin i have to keep buying yeah, but <laughs> consignment I mean, things but you're getting vintage stuff that's totally. already out this in the what world. i'm wearing today yes. is like an old vintage ski sweater yeah. um but like it's funny because you can actually find things you want to do anyways you know what i yes. mean like and she said, and he goes, well, what, like, what else could you do? She goes, well, some people have made the decision to not as eat, eat as much meat. Yeah. And they've just, you know, she said that counts. The little things all add up. Yeah. Absolutely. That's really what she, she's 100%. amazing. Yeah. I'm just in it's awe hard, of her. It's hard to make lifestyle changes, though. I'll, I'll give you that. Like, cause, but I remember back in the day, okay, yeah. like in Minneapolis, and I lived in Minneapolis, and they had recycling. Okay. And they, they were early adapters to it. And I had a roommate 
who wasn't a recycler. And I just thought it was so terrible. I know. Of her not, it was so simple. They made it I, so simple for us. I said, why are you making that be garbage? Yeah. And I had to get a different roommate. I couldn't stand that she did that. I'm sure you wanted to fight about it constantly. Well, it it seems so wasteful. It's like somebody who brushes yeah. their teeth oh. with the water running. <laughs> Have you true. ever I mean, been not, with somebody who throws something out the window? Oh, not, not, well, not. An apple or a banana. Uh, yeah, bit, apple yeah. or apple banana. Apple banana's fine. But like, I'm talking about like, because no. I've got a lot of relatives. Really? That throw stuff out the window? I'm, I'm just saying I have a lot of relatives. We and need so to the bring odds... back the ad with the Indian with the one, one tear. Yeah. The one tear coming down. Because that was it the first is... time they started that like in the 70s. 70s. It's jarring because, you know, like I have to say that we're kind of in a bubble sometimes when we live in Minneapolis and stuff like that. And when I used to travel with the army, Mm -hmm. um, you'd see some of the stuff. But like, yeah, I I have seen somebody just throw something out the window and it's like shocking. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I when I go out in walks now with my dogs, I make it a point to bring, bring a, ba- a bag. bag with me, and I literally pick up trash. And my neighbors, every time I walk by, them, all thank That's me so for nice. it, just because yeah. it's like every day there's something new. I and gotta... it can be blowing in from yeah. somewhere. Totally. I mean, yeah. you know, yeah. it's just you're just being a good like steward. I was very happy when um, we went to Hawaii in September, and we'd been there in February, and it was just like because it was like the easy place to go. And, yeah. People had to be vaccinated and stuff. But between February and, and and September, one thing changed that had bugged me every time I've gone to Hawaii. For years, I've been going to Hawaii. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, why aren't these the hotels and stuff and condos with all these people practicing better water thing with all the plastic water bottles? Yes. And I noticed that at our hotel, they, they're not... Selling bottled water, um, and they're giving everyone an aluminum, you know, a canteen of some sort. Okay, ca- yeah, canteen, and they had the water stations all over the hotel and down at the beach. And great, yeah. And I asked this lifeguard, um, and he's like, "Yeah, Hawaii, we really need to because we were having so much plastic." Yeah, I'm sure they're feeling Everybody the impact. Was getting a two gallon every room, you mm-hmm. know. And he said, and during the time of the pandemic, we realized, wow, we really, they really realized like wh- how much less garbage they had because basically Hawaii was shut, shut for down. a year. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? Uh, yeah. Like, so think just- about what a big imprint. And Hawaii, several years ago, like maybe four years ago, I don't know how they enforce it, but they asked people to wear the suntan lotion that doesn't have the chemical ingredient mm-hmm. yeah, that yeah. Works, hurts the coral reefs and they say it it's reef you know reef friendly but or whatever. they've asked people that travel you know be conscientious made it that. more available to to customers at their sh- stores and things like that rather than and be just like the, gotten the suntan yeah. lotion people industry to realize you guys could have an impact if you did make, yeah made it this and- way and let's be honest, make more money if that's what you're saying to buy. That's what really company is going to respond to. Yeah. yeah. And people, there's coral reefs all over the world. So. Yeah. Oh, this has been such a good climate this, change. This uh, has been such a duh. Duh, such a duh. <laughs> but still, we're learning something. Now, here is a here is a, uh, a good one. Now, I think this is almost a duh speak. Um, Americans get 30 minutes less 
exercise a day than they did 200 years ago. <laughs> and it's like, duh, we don't have to boil actually, water anymore. This is mind-blowing. I'm shocked it's, it's this only a half hour. Yes, totally. Right? Seems like it point. should be hours. Oh, it's so bad. I mean, I have to consciously try, especially now with driving to school, sitting in class, driving home. Like, I have to go out of my way to get my steps in. And it's... I mean, there's something about, too, living in the suburbs compared to living in the city. When I lived in Bryn Mawr, I'd walk quite a bit more. Yeah. Oh, did you? I used to live in Bryn Mawr. I know. I love Bryn Mawr. I'm Thomas. I, I lived, oh, what was it? I forget, because I lived in two spots, it's right off Penn. It's such a cute neighborhood. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's such a cute neighborhood. And you'd mm. walk, there's all those little things. You can walk to the yeah. coffee, you can grab, you the know. The coffee shop right in the corner across from the gas station. Yeah. It's, well, mm-hmm. it's in, oh, I oh, love that gas cool. station. I always shout out. Yeah. But yeah, so yeah, I'd walked a lot more, but now I live in the I'm suburb. It's only 30 minutes. Me too. I mean, I'm thinking about you're chopping wood. Yeah, I you're know. You're boiling water. You're ha- I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Having to hunt for forage and hunt and maybe skin. And like and walk sew. to your neighbors to like trade things. Yeah. And- I'm shocked it's I'm not more. I'm shocked it's not six hours. Hey, right? Yeah. We compared exactly. my lifestyle to that. Good Lord. Were you talking about Cup of Java, that coffee shop? Yeah, Cup yeah. of Java. I love that place. Yeah. That's such a great neighborhood. And then Bobby and Steve's is on the corner, and right. I love them, too. Mm-hmm. It's a great little area. Them. It is. Anyway, yeah, but yeah, tell us something. Uh, this is just, uh, we can't believe this study. We don't even like this study because it feels like thirty. Feels like they're lying. Yeah, it feels like they're lying to us. And this was published in Current Biology. You know what? Current Biology. Grow up. (laughs) Adapt. Yeah. Adapt adapt. and adjust. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, they wanted to. You know, they were. I guess really looking at mode, like transportation, walking to work, train. They were looking at like that. They Uh weren't looking at it in an all-encompass way encompassing way that we were you guys yep, we yep. were thinking of the everything you had to do in a day 100 years <laughs> right ago. yeah yeah yes, that all makes right sense. listen we come back it's just time for the rest of the stories when i looked up or grant or some grant did you look up the opening act for me or was that rocco that must have been rocco cloud. i'll check it out oh. some guy named cloud do you know cloud? Mm-hmm. no c-l-a-u-d I'll, I'll look up his music it kind of looked um you know i listened to one song and i liked it and i could see how like uh He'd probably have a good, strong teenage bass just because I liked what he was singing about and I liked his sort of voice and everything. But I don't think my husband knows. I don't think he's been to an all. I've gone to all ages. Yeah, yeah. I love him because you get done earlier. Yes, (laughs) yes, you do. They are. They are done. They're not going to. They're not going to come out. They're not going to come out at 1030. No, I love it. I used to love when they did all ages um, and I'd go to those because it was so nice. It was just nice to know I'm not going to be here until 11 p.m. (laughs) You know, midnight because they have to do curfew for all ages. Yeah. Yeah, and so um, I don't know when the last time Casey went to an all ages show is, yeah. but um, I got him a chair. He's got a he's got a stool up in the balcony. I think the Fillmore opened 
Like we went to Grant was the grand opening like the first weekend in March. Or yeah, something, it was. Right, it was February or March. It was right before. It was the last time I actually went out in Minneapolis yes. downtown. Was that Fillmore event, and then everything kind of shut down within a couple weeks. A of couple that. weeks after that, yeah. and it was so fun, and it was like everybody in media in town, and it. We were like, this is kind of a cool space because it's. Oh. Bigger than First Avenue, yes, but it's laid out the same way First Avenue is uh-huh. with that that the shape of it, where mm-hmm. the stages in the, the balcony center and, and the balcony the goes top. around yeah. like a U, and you can ha- get those but tables. The armory's the same layout yeah. like that. Yes, but I feel like the Fillmore has a little bit more with that sidebar and then that upstairs back bar. It's got a little bit more of a relax. If you want to step away, you can kind of go away and get away from the like if you're not feeling the crowd for a minute or whatever. Yes, which is yeah. kind of nice. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. They have that hidden bar up in the balcony, right? And then they have the one right to the entryway to the right there, which has got food and drinks mm-hmm. and, and and a lot of bathrooms, a lot of bathrooms, a lot of bathrooms. Yes. but that. That was it. And we were like, there were shows that were coming and everyone was like, and then that was just like, we were just like, I, I, I really, I'm glad they stayed in business. Yeah, I know. Right. Cause that was a big deal. When that, I mean, when we went down there, they made it, they gave us free drinks the whole time, food. I mean, it was, I still have my poster from it that day. It was splashy. It was a splashy party. It was and It fun. was super fun. So yeah. anyway, I'm kind of excited to see. Um, yeah, you're going to have fun. Bleachers sing. Like, you're a concert girl again. And you know what? There's something about things going back to normal that make me so excited. <sighs> and Lori going out this much in one week is my version of normal. I Not me. You. But you, for, me, for yeah, you, it really yeah. is. It's really, I feel, I felt alive again. Oh, love it. Rolling Stones, bleachers. I went out Friday night to a bar to Bunkers, and I was so happy that Bunkers was popping. There were way, there were so many people in there. Yeah, and so much has been built around Bunkers now. I know all these new apartment buildings. The bunker sits there like the. It looks so the weird cool, there. No, yeah, but it looks like a cool building. Totally. It's like in anywhere where you keep something. Yes. Original Cuzzies looks good over there. Yep. Yeah. People are like, oh, this feels local and like it's been here for 50 years. It does. Because yeah. he always looked out of place. It's always looked but out of I place. Love I always love I love Cuzzies. It's one of those things Cuzzies. where you go, oh, it'll be nice when I go inside. And then you go inside and you're like, nope, it's, t-. you know what I mean? I'm not saying it's not fun, but there's something really like, it's a tavern. It's, yeah. yeah, it's a tavern totally. in a parking lot, it's and that's absolutely. what we love about it. Yeah. It's great. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not crap talking. No, I know. I know. I know. But we not. have to acknowledge. But it. I was really upset yes. though about a longtime bartender who's no longer at Bunkers. Theo. Theo. You know, like when the bartender knows your name and yeah. has for years. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's Theo from Aww. Bunkers. Is uh, you know they were shut down for such a long time. I've had a lot of fun at Bunkers before, like yeah. with the music and the the way it's set up. I just something about it. There's a there's fun to be had there. Yes, mm. there is, and that was one of our favorite project down in Dirties was restaurant. Oh, because we stayed in an apartment building. Right, um, we worked at um, what's the restaurant? I can just see it. I wasn't there. It's a Stephanie Shemp. It's you know blue, blue plate. Oh. Uh, what's it called right there? That one. It's, it's something on Washington. It's, it's it's got the whole the the twins field thing. Uh, the way the letters are written out. Oh my gosh! Okay, yeah, I'll look, look it up. up. Anyway, that's where we did our. We were we managed a restaurant and served and we learned <laughs> how to make beer. But we stayed right downtown in like an apartment. Like oh, you just felt so cool. I bet yeah. like a block kitty corner from Bunkers, so the free we house, free the house, free house. Yes. Good spot. So Tuesday night, Wednesday night, Thursday night. Friday night. Oh, you, you just felt all four nights. I dragged everybody out that I could. Yeah, which was basically for sure. By yeah. the end of the night, me and Julia, 
but there's a lot of action happening down there. Well, you were living like we're your living best like life. We were yeah, you were in North yeah. Loop yeah. teenage or 20 year old. It was so fun. That Bunker sounds like that was there's so much more there now, yeah. you know, but there was also that kind of cool bar that's like one door down from Bunkers that was has like, you know, Club Jaeger used well, to be. I was going to say, yeah. yeah. I don't even know if that's there I, anymore. I don't think it is. I, I don't know. I know the building is. I don't know if it's Club we Jaeger anymore. We went in but... there and had a psychedelic night. Oh, yeah. Let me just tell Club you Jaeger's that. It was some spot. kind of a, you know, it was like a Wednesday night. Yeah. A theme. Yeah. The guy that I went to the Rolling Stone concert, his dad used to own that bar back in the 80s. Got it. Yeah. Well, I really hope that that's there because that's that kind of a cool classic. Yeah. Bunkers is, though, that if, if, if I had to pick one in that area, Bunkers is just... It's the spot. It is. It's it is. But I was real happy because I had felt before the pandemic, like that winter of 2020, Casey and I would go out, you guys, and we would be like, why aren't more people out dancing and listening to live music? It used to really upset me. I want you to know that. Okay. Well, it prior to, me. Prior. Here's the thing. Prior. And yeah. then it was all, it's almost like, I don't know, there's been a reset and yep. people. Everyone's wants it. When you can go out, you will go out. And yeah. that's how I've been. I mean, I went to a musical I didn't even really want to go to last weekend because I was like, oh, they have tickets. I'll just go. And like, did, was, did you end up enjoying it? It was okay. I'm yeah. not going to say what the musical okay, was, fine. but the plot was like one yeah. of those things where I expected it to be more. And I was shocked that it's like a main one that everyone loves. Yeah. But you know what? I love it. People are going out, and I love anyone who will dance. I will go. There you go. Anytime. Have fun. Hope done. Off you go.